Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am your girl, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So, we got a doozy episode for you today. We are going to be covering Ms. Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax. We're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring with New Jack and Brawl for All. And we're also going to cover the release of the revival. And we're going to throw in some randomness like... Rusev Day, Aiden English, and the Vaud Villains. You're not going to want to miss this episode of Down for the Count, so I hope you guys stay tuned and enjoy the show. But anyways, um, Alexis, what, what were you going to talk about? Well, um, this Twitter's been a fucking madhouse, so let's start um, with what everyone has been talking about for the past fucking 48 hours, it seems like. Um, Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey, Ronda apparently pissed off the marks, and Twitter was going crazy about it. Um, we all, all kind of got reactions about it. Um, I think my, I think I asked y'all if anyone has checked on Jim Cornette because he probably had a damn aneurysm. Uh, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's fine. He's probably still mad about something. But um, yeah, for all for all, that's pretty much where he. We'll talk about that real quick too but um you know we we've all kind of agreed that if this is how Rhonda's coming back that you know it's a good way to start because now even the women talent are, are t- it's kind of tied in together see the segue I did there um <laughs> so the women talent are you know are starting to say something uh it's Charlotte Flair who rarely goes into stuff like that on social media, even took to her Twitter and said some stuff. And mm-hmm. there's one person that just couldn't seem to mind their own damn business. And that Nia. is one Miss Nia Jax. Nia Jax also, um, re, um, also made her return, but she probably didn't care about that. Oh, <laughs> she showed up. I mean, Diana was Diana was on TV, so I mean, yeah. Diana. She, she didn't make her return. That. She used the rampage as her finisher because Paige gave it to her. So, I so, mean, I, I guess. Yeah. So, you guys, listen to our yeah. show last she week. Get it? I don't know. Well, if you guys listened to our show last week, you would have known that n- that. They had a little discussion with a bunch of the female wrestlers um, on the roster. And um, uh, Renee, it was like Renee, Paige, the Iconics were there. Naya was there. Like a bunch of other people were there. And Naya decides to take a shot at somebody who she basically says an unsafe worker. And as I'm looking at Twitter right now, um, Twitter user Alistar McKenzie Nia Jax mentioned an unnamed female superstar for being unsafe in the ring. Also Nia Jax, and it's a picture of her punching Becky and bloodying up her nose. Mm. Shade. Anyway, Nia went on Twitter and she posted, I can't wait for Rhonda to one day return to WWE. Even if WWE orders me to make Rhonda look good in the ring, which is the only way for Rhonda to look good in the ring with me. I'll risk my job to go down in history as the woman in this biz, or the one in, from this biz that knocked her the fuck out. Hashtag test me, bitch. 
Okay. Well, I, I said a lot this past weekend, so I'm only going to say one thing, and then I'm going to let y'all have it. Um, You may be, you know, a big woman in terms of size and stature, and I have respect for you for your professional career and where you could possibly go, but your attitude is fucked up, and I'm tired of your let me suck all of the dicks of the girls who came before me and be a mean girl to those who are coming up with me attitude. I'm sick of your unprofessionalism. I'm tired of your whiny, <laughs> bitchy ways. And I am, I am very, very tired of hearing your mouth. Every time something goes down, you're the first one to open your mouth. I'm sick of your right fighter bullshit because it's starting to come across as you're a big ass attention seeker and you're doing anything you can to gain favor, whether it be with people in the back or with people in the forefront. But then you want to cry and complain about how people attack you. People don't just attack you out the blue all the time. I will give you some that people do attack you, but people attack you because you, you open your mouth. And you expect to be able to say what you want to say with no retaliation. Just because it's your opinion doesn't mean it's not fucked up. Okay? And I'm just tired of your bullshit. And I really wish you would just be a good wrestler and just have decent storylines and go out there and show people that big girls don't have to be regaled to just being in the back while handing you towels and water to the girls who are coming off the stage. I really wish you would just do your job and stop embarrassing us because you mad, you being mad embarrassing, flat out. Like, it's just getting to the point where don't nobody want to see you and they don't give a fuck about you. Just True. get your shit together, bitch. Like, we just, we just tired. <laughs> tired. We really just fucking are. It's just like, every, anything. Like, she can say. I'm tired of everybody. Like, no. Anybody can say something. Naya is that girl who will, like, get, will interfere with, like, anything just to be like hey you guys remember me blah 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 like i used to be relevant but it's just like she jumps down on everybody and you know we don't have to spend too much time on naya but it's just like her whole personality i don't know if this is supposed to be a work or if this is her in real life or what her deal is but she seems very unhappy with her life and instead of trying to fix it she's she's content on staying miserable and she just wants everybody else to be miserable like her like i know we've said it before total divas was you know it's very heavily edited but like she was coming after carmella she was going after lana she i think like at one point she went after dana and i'm like why are you going after her you're not making yourself look good honestly because like i, I have to agree with Nicole. i think she's miserable I, I really do. Like she, she's going after all these people, and she's going for their their looks and who or who they're fucking or whoever the deal was. And I'm like, you know, what does that have to do with somebody? Like, if that if that's the only thing you could come at me for is the way I look or who I'm fucking, which really is none of your goddamn business to start with. What goes on in my bedroom? But like she's just she's miserable and it's like she can't be happy for anybody and i'm just like why 
why are you like this? Why are you such a bitch to people? And like, I could roll with you. Like, I, I don't mind being friends with bitches. Okay. But like, anytime someone comes for the Bellas or someone comes for Paige, she's like the first one to like die on that mountain. And it's like, what are they doing? Are they paying your rent? Like, why are you so hard? I get it. You're your friends, but like, you can tell your friends, hey, I think you're wrong in a situation. And if they're actually friends, they'll want to hear you out. Like these two, I know if I said something wrong, and they'd be like, well, hold up, Alexis. This is this is why you're wrong. wrong. And I would, you know, want I would want to hear it. But I'm not going to go like die on a mountain for like one person who says, I don't like Nikki Bella's hair. I'm not going to go fucking die on a mountain for somebody's hair. That's just like the kind of per- she's like she's trying to run with the popular girls because she never did that in her whole life. If that oh, makes yeah. sense. If you no, play your artist is still trying to try to be a part of the popular girls, bitch, you got bigger problems. You really That's don't. a very I fucking love that. That's very introspective. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. I yes. wow. That made sense. Yes, Holy shit. Yes. Repeat yes, that. That is that what she what Alexis said, that is one hundred percent correct. That is the truth. And that's stupid as hell. You a grown ass woman. You still Oh my gosh. Stop. Are you kidding me? Huh? At this huh? point, bitch, you done made it. So what you what you doing? That makes so much sense. Yes. I'm just shocked that you guys think I said something that made sense. No, Holy that makes shit. So much sense. I don't know how I never caught that. That no, I, I was aware that that I've, sense. Now she, now Alexis has said it before, but when? she never put, you never put it like that. You were saying she was trying too hard to please the Bellas. And then I was like, yeah, okay, that was around that. the time, that was around the time that they, the episode aired where she was like lying on um, Carmela. And he was like, why is she trying so hard to please the Bellas? Who the fuck are they? And they don't care. And they like Carmella. So I don't know why they, she was trying to do that because Nikki was like, I thought that was so weird. Cause she was like, I was like, she's like, yeah, we weren't friends, but she's like, I had like, she's like me and Carmella like worked well with each other. She's like, we're really friendly. So she kept saying like, that's so weird. So it's yeah. like, why are you trying to stir shit up? And that's like, even Nikki was like, that doesn't even sound right. Well, she was kissing ass and it didn't work. I'm but that, that is, makes so what, what Alexa said is, is true. And I'm just like, you're a grown woman. I don't know. People I, do have leftover trauma from high school and I think it's going to get worse as like the years progress um especially with social media I thank god every day that I honestly didn't have to go through school when it was so prevalent like this like yeah we had social media but Mm -hmm. it was mostly like we had like aim and then we had myspace and I mean myspace is a little problematic because you know the top eight and all that and it was like, 
it was it was stored like yeah it was it, that was actually yeah top top eight caused a lot of problems oh yeah, yeah and they let you be able and then they let you be able to um edit it to like a top 12 or so i remember i had like a top 20 at one time and it was like basically too. everyone that i kicked it with but this is besides the point so i do understand people having trauma like that from high school I never had like a really bad I never really and also like I'm blessed like I never really had issues like that in high school and that's why I feel I think and that's why I feel so much for people who do because I never I never experienced like I was never like this like this popular girl or anything like not by any means but I was like cool with a lot of different people and I kept and I think honestly, my my personality was so biting. People were for, like weren't really gonna say shit to me. True. Because I was very Same. like I was I was yeah I was very standoffish, and I was one of those people like if I was cool with you, I was cool with you. But if I wasn't like I just don't care. Like I'm not. I literally would not interact with you whatsoever. Like I was one of those people. I just wouldn't interact with you. So, um, I never had had those issues like some people had like getting bullied like I never I've never got bullied I got bullied once my entire and I think that's what made me so standoffish I got bullied for like like maybe almost most of the year of sixth grade and I blame my mom for my parents for that because they literally plucked me from because they thought it was such a good idea to move me from being literally in private school my entire life to dumping me in public school in one of the most roughest, you know, wasn't the most nice area because my mom used to go to that elementary school and she was, and she thought, oh, why don't we like pull her out and like have her like go to the school and like see how it is and it was a nightmare and I hated it and I was just like I had like it, it was just it was terrible so I so I'm kind of happy that I only had like that experience and I think that's what really shaped me into like just not giving a fuck and that helped <laughs> me a lot as I got in um older but I do feel what people who do have those traumas from when they were in high school and I feel and I think she has I think she spoke about that but it's like you're too grown in my opinion if you are having those issues like you really need to go talk to somebody like you really need to go get a therapist and it's like plenty of people within the wrestling industry talk about it like when they had their no uh, when they had like that really great no makeup shoot and all the girls were sitting around talking and Ruby touched, and I really want her, to, I really want someone to interview her so they can get more in-depth about this. But she was talking about how she went to therapy while she was in, during her time off, because she was depressed. And it realized she was fucking depressed because she's been depressed for so long. Wow. And she, like, touched a little bit about it. And she was just, like, it was just getting, like, so much. And she was, like, why I'm, like, I'm sad. Like, I'm doing really good. Like, I have a good life. And it was just, like, not. And so that's what I'm saying. And she was, like, I didn't realize how much trauma I had and, like, all this until, like, I actually started, like, working through it. And, um, 
Naya's one of those people. She, I think, and I'm not trying to be fucked up, but she, you need to go to a therapist, sweetie. I think you have some um, issues that you need to work out, um, some insecurities, some stuff. And I'm not, I mean, I am being a bitch, but again, like you have some issues that you want, don't want to confront and you come across as very insecure and bitchy and it's just yeah. like not good. And you just seem so, I feel like you're so unhappy. Like you're just so unhappy and you talk about how you want people to respect the business, but I feel like you're not even happy doing this. You, well, didn't, you don't you understand. Didn't, yeah, like, it's a difference. Like, yeah, you're, she was a heel, but she came back, and it's like, she didn't, like, it was just blank. Like, she looked unhappy. It just was, it just was not good. And, and then all of, and then all of this fucking her stunting on stunting on twitch stream going off on twitter like you seem so unhappy i feel like you should just i'm i don't like saying this but honestly you should just step back either get a therapist and maybe work through this or you should probably leave and like do modeling or something full-time because it just doesn't you don't seem like you're happy or you ain't cut out for it yeah i don't i don't think you're emotionally cut out for it and i think you're it's this isn't the attitude era. Bitches aren't no. back there scheming, um, trying to take girl spots, or even honestly, pre um, attitude era because it was worse then. They weren't mm-hmm. too bad yeah. about it. Nowhere. It was pre ad. That's when the girls were really shitty towards each other. They, um, yeah. they got they started to get better. So, excuse me, attitude era ladies. Um, so pre attitude era, that's the girls who are scheming, just doing real nasty shit towards each other. It is not that time. Everyone is the one, all the girls know that they're all a team. They try to elevate each other and the division. And you don't need to be doing all this. Why are you doing all of this? That's what I think she, you really need to sit, go. I think you need to go home, sit in front of a mirror. And really, really look at yourself and be like, am I happy? Like, does this make me happy anymore? Because it, it, you, you've seen, you've seen miserable being in this industry for at least two years, the past two years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's because you don't have your good genes with you all the time. Like when she was talking about on Total Bellas, how she doesn't feel connected with anyone because the Bellas are both gone full-time. They're, they're retired. They're done. Um, Paige isn't there and Paige is off doing stuff with Fox. So she really don't got time. And I don't know who else who was her friend that's gone. I don't know. Someone else. Tamina was her friend, but Tamina's on a different show. Alexis is gone. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is um, also still wrestling full time. So it's like, I think, and then also, I think she had, she didn't put any effort, effort, gosh, efforts <laughs> into getting to know and forming relationships and bonds with the other girls. Because even Natty said it. She's like, I know, she's like, I've known Naya for whatever years, but I feel like I don't know anything about her. Because she was so busy trying to get in good with the people who was at top. Yeah. She and wants to be like, part of the it girl crew. And, and, and it was like... Just... No, go ahead. She could have been... 
Yeah, and it's like she could have made friends with like Liv. Liv seems so sweet. She is. Uh-huh. She could have made friends with like a Ruby, like Ruby and all them, like Ruby and Sarah. Sarah's weird as fuck, but she's probably nice. She seems nice. <laughs> she, she's weird as fuck, but she's no, nice. Everybody <laughs> on Twitter, um, it's actually really funny because like uh, Sarah and her husband kind of, kind of pretty much went home, and someone put it. I forgot who it was, but I think it was WWE talent. They're like, so how much longer till we all go live with Sarah Logan? Because we have no fucking idea how to get through this, but she does. Yeah. Oh yeah, and all the wrestlers kept that. I thought that was funny. Everyone kept saying how they were gonna go to their house. But <laughs> it's so. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, or and who else is there? Or like Ember Moon? Or like literally fucking anybody that you're? Everybody who else, there. Who else was on Raw at the time? Fucking, uh, I, don't, I don't think Oscar was there yet. No, but Sarah I mean, you just, there. she just didn't try. And I'm, I'm just, I'm her bullshit. And it's just like, I got sympathy for you. If that is the issue, if that's the case, then yes, you do need help. But you cannot project that bullshit off on everybody else. Yeah, because you fucked up. Because Carmella was, God bless Carmella for being a sweet human being. Because, bitch, I'd have told you about your fucking self. Yeah, I'd have hit you right in the fucking knees and took you out. I'm sorry. And who was it? It was, was it you? Someone, and also someone was saying that, that someone, when that was going on, someone should have, someone should have said something to Naya about herself. I think. that to Carmella. I think it was Who was it? It might have been Tirza. No, I think it's someone in the locker room. What'd you say, babe? But I was saying, why? My whole thing was, why would you do this to somebody else when two years ago, when you punched Becky in the face, and Twitter and everybody else was dragging their ass for filth and running you through the mud, you was pissed off about it, and it was Ronda was the one who told you to own it and run with it and make it to your own. Because in reality, she is very jealous of Ronda Rousey. She mm-hmm. don't like the fact, and so is Becky to a certain extent, which is why she cut the promos that she cut. She They don't like the fact that people who do not wrestle on a regular basis, they could be celebrities or athletes by any sport, they don't like the fact that they come into WWE and they get handed their lane. They get handed title opportunities. They get handed major match opportunities. And here's the thing. To a certain extent, I could totally understand. But what they have to understand is if your ass can't carry the torch for WrestleMania, then bitch, who the fuck gonna do it? Because at the beginning, when Ronda got there, before Becky became the man, there was no goddamn way that I would have put any money in Becky's pocket to headline WrestleMania in any way, shape, or form because she didn't have the juice then. She just wasn't going to give me what I needed. And the match still wasn't as good as it could have been. Oh, Jesus. Don't even count. Oh, God. So but let's so, just keep it all the so way real. Ronda's first match, her first match ever, was at WrestleMania. That is hella pressure. Okay, for somebody who ain't never been in the ring, ain't never wrestled before, your motherfucking ass been in the wrestling your whole adult life. That's what you do. That's what you love. But she came into a super green and still put a better match on than your ass did. 
So you start all that shit all you want to, and you can call that woman all the names you want and say she got handed this, and you had to work your way up to it. But, bitch, when you got ready to get on the stage to perform, you did not perform at the caliber you should have. Okay? And as for mm-hmm. Nia Jax goes with Ronda Rousey, the problem is Nia's jealous, but at the same time, Nia needs to be more concerned about what's going on with her rather than worried about what's going on with Ronda. Because the reality is Rhonda can come into your sport and do your job. Your ass can't go and do her job. Because you're going to get fucked up. Because if Ronda. you get in the ring with somebody like Nunez, hell, Holly Holmes, Chris Cyborg, Rhonda Rousey, they going to beat the brakes off your ass. Okay? Um, also, um, I'm, I'm assuming Dwayne can only... Um, save you from yourself too much because his daughter's there so he has to save those hey remember me cards just in case so he can't use too many more on you or many more on you so So you have to go for his child right you know my thing is with Naya it just seems like she has a very weird sense of entitlement because of who her family is She's like, yeah. oh well, my cousin's my cousin's The Rock, my cousin's Roman Reigns. I'm related to the Usos. I'm related to, uh, Tamina. Like, I'm I'm part of this Samoan dynasty that you guys love to build up. But I'm like, bitch, that can only get you so far. You're like, right. you're 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 rocks rocks a fucking superstar in wrestling and in Hollywood. Roman's a fucking superstar. The Usos are fucking superstars. Tamina yeah. is a superstar. Yeah. Well, she's a superstar. To- <laughs> she's a superstar to us. Okay. I'd rather. Oh. See- <laughs> Let's say this. I'd rather see Tamina on my In TV my than Nia. <laughs> she's getting her heart. Oh. You know, I just. She has this very weird sense of entitlement. And I think growing up, she has a chip on her shoulder. But you know what? I grew up with a chip on my shoulder shoulder too and when you got older you learn to either let it go or you use that you use that energy to propel you yourself to whatever business or industry you're working on because you're you go you know what these motherfuckers want to run look at lady gaga when lady gaga was in college there was a facebook group of people making fun of her saying they she would never make it big oh i didn't she know found, that yeah they started a facebook group and the only reason she found it is because Someone who supposedly was her friend accidentally shared something on their Facebook page from it, and she saw it or something like that. Wow. And when she saw that, that gave her the drive to be like, you know what? These motherfuckers talking trash about me. I'm going to make them want my autograph one day. And now she's one of the biggest fucking music stars in the last two decades. And I'm like, if you're that angry, use it. Like, I, I was bullied. I was picked on. But you know what? I'm I've let it go. I have found forgiveness for those people because I really think there's something fucking wrong with with them to take that much animosity out on somebody they don't know or they just want to pick on because they seem them weaker. Or, or just I didn't want Nia to get her shit together. It may be what... Girl, get I... some... She just needs counseling. Go find a therapist. Go find a real good therapist. Um... Pretty sure there's something on 
You can use the app, hell. They got better health and talk um therapists or some shit like that. Do that. Talk space. I yeah, was going to use yeah. it, but it's, I was going to actually use it for myself, but it's, all, but it's a little bit pricey. It's very expensive. I get my coins back. That's very expensive. I wonder how much, I wonder how much they're making right now. Shit. They, because they, I, I mean, like, people use I was using BetterHelp. They were $40 a week. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's $40 a, a week they want. They give you the first week free, then after that, they want you to pay $39.99. That's a buck twenty a month. Yes. Holy shit. And I told the therapist, I said, look, I I like the ideas you're giving me, but I can't afford to pay $39 a week. I can't afford it. And she was like, I totally understand. So she emails me every week. And that's how I talked to her. She was really nice. But they want 40 bucks a week on better health. And I'm just like, some of us are broke. <laughs> and our insurance does not cover mental health. So this shit is expensive. And even with like uh just going and getting regular health care, that shit is expensive. But anyway, I mean, I just wish I liked Naya in the beginning, but it, it makes a lot of sense what Alexis said. It just that it just seems so odd to me. You you're in a setting where the 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 regime has changed. Back in the day, her mentality might have worked because there was a hierarchy system set in place there. And they were like, we're here, you're a rookie, you need to work your way up. And that's her mentality. That's how she's acting. And it's just like, no, they've changed how this works. They want that locker room to be a family. They want everybody to succeed. And the only way that will happen is if you all work together as a family. Instead of, well, Roman's the top guy, so let him get top pay. Like, no, if you're going to be in a storyline with Roman or if you guys are in the back and you can help, you need to start helping each other to make things work. And she's just dead set on keeping things split where I'm friends with the Bellas, I'm friends with Paige. I'm going to be honest, that's not something that you should be boasting about. True. You should be more proud of the fact that you were able to get your WrestleMania moment and the era of when women were at the forefront. You got to be champion at WrestleMania and you got to have one of one of the matches that people were actually looking forward to watching. The Bellas cannot say that. Okay? Now they can sit up there and talk all day about how they were fighting to get their opportunities, sell that bullshit to somebody who believes it cuz I don't. I believe they were happy being in the places that they were in and they did what they could within the frame of what they got. But at the same time, they weren't worried about nobody advancing in between them. They didn't give a shit about that. They didn't care about that. They were they these women in this in this era that we have now, and that includes Liz and everybody else. These women have been able to set a precedent. They set a standard, and Naya was a part of that standard. And for her to just sit up and have this disgusting attitude. It's just it's a big ass turnoff for a lot of people. Then you go on Twitter and you're on your Twitch, you're on the Twitch and complaining about how people treat you. Well, it's no different than how you treat other people. True. 
I mean, that shit comes back on you. You cannot expect to put that kind of shit out in the atmosphere and then turn around and then when it's your turn to get your ass whooped by the universe, you want to complain about how hard the ass whooping is? No. You you, you can't have it both ways, bitch. You, you gotta take your licks just like everybody else. Very true. What's wrong with you? Just, just get it. Just kill it. Calm the fuck down, number one. And number two, Stop attacking people that ain't even on your radar and ain't on your level. Because let's just keep it real. You might be 5'10", 200 pounds, but Ronda Rousey putting her in a ring with you is unfair for you, not for her. Because if that woman can take down a man your size, she damn sure can take your ass down. If she had no problem picking up Triple H, she would have no problem beating the shit out of Nia. I'm just saying, like, that shit is scripted, and it's choreographed. I will never call wrestling fake. And like I said before, when we heard what Ronda said, I was like, okay, if what she said was true, she should have worded it differently, all right? But what she said was some real facts, all right? I ain't trying to front. We do need to be realistic, but at the same time, you got to respect the sport. Now, in my mind, this was all a work, and from the Twitter storm she had and the way she ended that Twitter storm, it was a work. She was fucking with people, and that's what a good heel is supposed to do, okay? And that's just where I can leave it. True. Nicole, you got any last final statements? No, I'm just tired of her. I'm tired of her. Like, I'm tired of the good sisters, um, Gargano and Champa. I'm <laughs> just tired. I'm just tired. I'm so tired of, like, just the BS. There's so much shitty stuff going on in the world. That's why I have I have very low tolerance right now for people being shitty towards anybody. True. I have very low tolerance for that. Like, I don't fucking care. There's no excuse. Um, there's too much going on. At least we can do is kind of be nice to each other and kind of like circulate the bad karma that's like surrounding like our universe in general. Right. So and like not give out bad energy. And she just screams like bad. Like she's just one of those people. Like I wouldn't even want to be around too long because they just mess my energy up. And that's very unfortunate. And I never would want to be someone like that. That someone does, wouldn't want to be around me because it's just like I just have such bad energy. And that's what I'm getting from her. Obviously, I've never been surrounded by her in person, never met her in person. But that's just, she's giving out a lot of bad vibes. I sound like such a hippie this episode. What is wrong with me? I burnt a lot of incense today. That might have been <laughs> No, man, it and like have... actual like actual incense too. Like I usually I had like some patchouli ones, and I actually no, I did burn a lot of sage ones because I felt like I need a good energy. Jesus Christ, man! No, because <laughs> no, you're right. It's not it's not a hippie thing because like people are fucking dying, and this is what you're focused on. It's like right. there's more make each other laugh and. And Kiki, and hopefully look forward to the good times when we have them. Like, bitch, stop being negative. Exactly. Smile. Just, just get some dick, Naya. I think that's what you're missing in your life. You just need oh. some dick. <laughs>
How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. Um, real quick, so we can get like a little bit of a palate cleanser before we hit the big discussion. Um, so Dark Side of the Ring, we love them. Um, did the did their latest episode? It was about the brawl for all. And if you want to see what the definition of a hot mess is, that's it right there. Just fucking watch that episode, and it's all because of Vince Russo not liking JBL. Was I the only one who laughed? I, obviously, I didn't laugh when they start getting into more tragic stuff like um, what's his name being being crippled. You know, I'm glad I'm glad his um, he's living a productive. I, I hate. Oh, that sounds shitty. I'm glad that he he's having a good quality of life. It seems, but despite him being um having a disability which i love seeing that i'm glad that he has a great quality of life and he's positive and he seems like really positive and like still doing pretty good mm-hmm. um and funnily enough um apparent so wwe gave him a job as a quote unquote writer for the magazine while it was still open so he can still make money that was cool but um besides that horrific thing. The whole episode's fucking funny. It's just so funny. I don't like Vince Russo. I think he's a total dick, and, like, the more I watch that, like, JR, I mean, like, I can't say fucking... Okay. Cornette, I give him a lot of crap because he is a piece of shit, but there's one... But, like, if you go past all the piece of shit stuff, you really do see someone who cares about the business. And... You could see how angrier and angrier and angrier he was getting. The same with JR. Like, they were all getting angry. And he's, and Vince is sitting there laughing. And I'm like, you are the worst fucking thing, worst fucking person to ever happen to professional wrestling. And if I ever meet Vince Russo in person, I'm going to punch his fucking lights out. It's it's so funny. It's just, it's not funny, but it's so fucking funny. I thought it was so funny because he's so stupid. He doesn't even realize it. Like, what is it? Like, 20 years? (laughs) He's like, all because Bradshaw was back there, like, I could take anybody. And, like, you got to think of, like, the guys back then. Like, okay, also, the Godfather has not aged. Like, what the fuck? Um, but, no, it's, like, the guys back there, and it's all because you didn't like Bradshaw. And I'm like, so you, you let people get hurt. We could have had some great time in wrestling, but we had this instead. And you are still thinking this is the greatest thing that ever happened to WWE. Like, how fucking far is your head up your own ass? I want to know. It's so, it's so funny. Um, also, um, 
I talked about this um, yesterday, so shout out to um, Terry and all of them at We Love Wrestling on Facebook. Um, I was on, basically, kind of, we did kind of like, not like a Q&A, but we did like a discussion on some topics, and this is awesome, so shout out to everyone, but it was just so... It's just so much. It was just too much going on. And, like, how I described it was, you know, in that that certain time period of Disney where a lot of their shit was weird. Uh Like Fantasia. Like, Fantasia is wonderful and beautifully stunning, but it technically does not make any fucking sense. Yeah. I don't care what no one says. I love Fantasia. Fantasia makes no fucking sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? Because a bunch of very talented people got together, probably did copious amounts of drugs, it's because it was during this time, and honestly, if you watch any documentary about those time, like, if you watch the, if you watch the documentary about Atari, those people were on drugs, drugs. Oh, yeah. Creating history, basically. So, wow. I'm not, I, I don't come from me, Disney, but obviously, let's keep it 100. Probably on drugs. Um, this is how I felt Brawl for All was, but instead of a bunch of um, smart people um, and creative geniuses doing drugs, um, it was Vince Russo doing drugs and then coming up with that, this idea and then it getting okay. Didn't he, like, do Brawl for All just to fuck up JBL, though? It he didn't is. like it. And it was just, and everything about it is just a fucking, it's just like a joke. Like, that, um, literally no one that, there's literally was one, maybe two, I think, no, there's only one fucking person back there who was an actual trained fighter, a brawl for all would make more se- would be more feasible now than it was then. Because yeah, because you have people, fighters. Yeah, and so you have um, Alistair, you have um, Jack Gallagher, um, yeah. you have um, one, of them, one of them from um, Baron Corbin, one of those dudes from AOP used to be a fighter. Um, yeah. And there's like a few, there's a couple other Samoa people. Joe. Samoa oh, Joe. Yeah. Yes. A lot and of people like have these martial arts backgrounds. Um, hell, you can even throw Brock, Brock and um, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. In yeah. They come, they got USC backgrounds. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it was just that. I just, I don't know why anybody thought that was okay. So it was just that in general, and it, it was just like such. And then him trying to make like Bradshaw like, but Bradshaw actually got pretty far. So yeah, it's like it was well, like jokes on the dick wide. Fucking well, stupid. Here's the thing too that pissed off Cornette and Jim Ross. They brought in Doctor Dusty Williams, and you know. JR was, he, and he was already, you know, kind of well-known in the wrestling world, like, over in Japan, and, like, so I want to say he really did in WCW. So, they brought him in. They spent all this money on Dr. Death, which was, like, a big move for WWE back in the day. And they put him in this bra for all, and he, um, he's fighting Bart Gunn, and he accidentally, like, 
accidents happened, his ACL got torn, and, you know, this wasn't scripted. This was, like, legit go beat the shit out of each other. And, like, he injured Dr. Death, and he, and Cornette says, you know, like, he's laughing about it, and apparently people had to hold Cornette back because he got so mad. He goes, did you just realize how much money you just wasted this Williams is Versus those responsibles, no one cares about him. He's old. I'm a motherfucker. I'm just gonna beat you. Okay, here, here's the thing with Russo. I, I know it's gonna sound fucked up, but I can appreciate what he was trying to do. He was trying to get people to watch wrestling that wasn't watching wrestling, which in hindsight, it worked. The kind of trashy trailer park storylines he set in motion are probably some of the some of the storylines that we remember to this day. That aspect I understand, but he just seemed like a social climbing asshole. And he seemed like he was very much only concerned with what Vince was Vince wanted, and he really didn't understand the business. And in my mind, you need to have both sides. You need to understand how wrestling works first before you just start throwing storylines in there because they have to translate well in that world. And he just was reckless. This was reckless. It was stupid. And it shortened a lot of people's careers and cost some people their careers. And for you to be so careless about people's lives and how they make their money, how they feed their families and how they're able to raise their families. It really speaks to your character and the type of person you are. And in that part, that overrides any piece of respect I could have for what he gave to WWE because he has no care for human life. And that part, I can't fuck with. I can't vibe with you on that. Like, And the way he talked about Brawl for All, he still seemed to be very hyped about it. He, he didn't have any remorse for the damage that he caused. Not necessarily on the financial business side, but just on the humans that went through what he put them through. He doesn't care. And I'm just... He's very turned off by him. If I ever saw him in person, I probably would punch him in the fucking face. His old cat didn't even want to watch Brawl for All. Like, I felt bad for the cat because he keeps taking the cat. He's like, oh, no, come back and watch this. I'm like, your damn cat's even trying to run from you. Like, the cat named Oreo, too? No, the cat was trying to run from him. I said, this is why your cat doesn't even like you. Oh, I was about to say, Nicole, I'm so sorry. That I cat like, oh, no, the same name. I just missed her entrance. <laughs> I just I don't, like like, poke I don't like I don't know he shouldn't be allowed to have animals he he ain't got no care for human life what the fuck you think he gonna do with an animal I don't like Jim I don't like Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette is an asshole but here's the difference between Jim Cornette and Vince Russo or at least in my book Cornette knows he's an asshole and he don't care who he pisses off or whatever Russo is a pompous asshole because he thinks his shit don't stink, that he's the best thing that's ever happened to wrestling. You know, he thinks he's God's God's greatest gift. And I'm like, dude, you're just you're just someone who got lucky 
whose yeah. ego never went in checked. So when WWE, when you were, and he, okay, so do y'all know the reason why Russo left WWE? This is really why? fucking shady. So while he's doing I it was this, of uh, heart, and it wasn't because of Owen Hart. Well, no, but a lot of people blame him for Owen because Owen didn't want to do the damn stunt. Russo made him, and then the, because of the damn budget cuts that Russo was doing, they didn't have the right safety equipment for Owen. So Owen could still be alive right now if it wasn't for this good dude. That's, That's the episode I'm truly okay. waiting on. I'm going to cry I when I watch that episode. episode. I don't know it is going to be the last either. one. It's so, the last oh. one. I'd probably be able to watch that. I still haven't watched either of Chris's episodes. I, that's going to take me a while. I wouldn't watch it if I were you. If you can't, if you're you're gonna, you're upset about just hearing about what happened, if I was you, I would skip it all together. Because listening to it and having to watch it, it will... The parts about his, his what he did to his wife and his son. That's yeah, I heard part. certain things about it, and I was like, ooh, I was like, I don't know. Trust me, it don't. I got, it's not something. It's not. it's not for the faint of heart, and it's not something that you want to hear. That is something you need to skip over completely. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm just not watch it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you should because it's just it's horrible. The, yeah, the, no. They ex- they describe what he did. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I don't need to hear all that. And you we know. was just like, "What the fuck?" And they that was never released. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, uh, like so that was the, never released. They just said he killed so them. So I was just like, I rather I rather stay with the chastity ones. Like this one was, like this one. Um. The New Jack one, I finally finished watching New Jack, and I was just like, "That needs he needs a biopic. He's a shitty um person, and he's a fucking nutcase." But I think that is because of how his his background, and I think someone really needs to get into his childhood because that was crazy. Yeah, he's well aware of that, and that's what makes me go. You understand that your behavior is not okay, yeah. but you justify it by your background and how you were raised. That I cannot vibe with. You refuse I don't to think go he get justifies help. it. I think uh, he knows that he's a shitty person. Like he's very self-aware of that, but he's just like this is just just this is just it. Um, he's not, obviously, I don't think he wants to get help. He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm a shitty person and this is just what it is. Um, again, like I said, he's one of those people that need to have a biopic because that's fucking insane to me. Like everything he, about him, everything like, I mean, about his, him is insane. Yeah. Like his mom getting stabbed right in front of five times. Uh-huh. His father stabbed his wife, his mother, five times. She survived, and then she tried to leave him, and he shot her in the leg while, while holding, holding Jack. While he was holding, she was holding New Jack. He shot her in the leg, so she would not leave. 
And I'm just like, what the hell? Then New Jack wrestles for Stone Mountain. He's a massive, massive heel because Stone Mountain was in that that redneck Confederate flag area. And that's and they 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 wanted the, the guys like if the Von Erics was wrestling in Stone Mountain, they probably would have been their gods. Like that's what they wanted to see. Then you see a guy like New Jack coming in there dressed like AWA and <laughs> he would say the most dastardly things. Uh-huh. But to his defense, they were saying worse. So I was like Oh, they was calling him all the time. They were calling him oh. all the time. They were calling him the N-word. And one time, New Jack said he had got he had some dinner work done. He couldn't talk. So he just went and bought a baby, a white baby, and with a noose around Plug his neck. Yes. Yeah. So and just went out there and dropped the baby with the noose around his neck. I'm like, yo. He's yeah. a <laughs> like, um, God, they just did a Where Are They Now episode on him. You remember when that guy punted that baby, punted Lita's baby, Lita and Katie's oh, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what... Snitsky. What was Snitsky? Yes. That was so fucking. I remember I was crying. I was crying. <laughs> just dis- I was disgusted by it. I, I couldn't watch this because he grossed me out. I was like, if I could pun a baby, I would. So Stay bad. away from my child. <laughs> Not like oh. a real baby, but like. <laughs> Not like a real baby, but like. I don't know. I'd pun something. Oh my uh, god. It's funny. Oh Anyway, up, guys, it's funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it. You know she's gonna go full on mommy mode. You know it. That's what she did before as a mom. Like what? I what would the? Never punt Harley. <laughs> okay, my kids say that's all I care about. Right, yeah, only other babies. I only other babies. Nephews, but they just don't. They're too big now. I'd punt one of them if they were younger. They fucking bad. What? They were they're bad. They were so bad. My, and we can move on for this after I told the story. But my youngest, he's not my young. He's my brother's youngest son. I will mm-hmm. never, I will never forget this. I was, I was, I was. Watching when my brother and his fiance at the time would like, uh, when they would like go out for the night, like go out with their friends or whatever, I would always like watch the kids for them, watch the kids for them. So I was like, I don't know what I was watching. I think I was like up watching, like I was making myself food, and then I just hear just like like walking or something, or I just hear something, and then he literally crawled out of his crib and came downstairs. And How it was just like out? he's smart. He's he's very he's very intelligent. I kept telling them that they need to um they should have IQ test him when he was a kid because he was he's way too smart. Like it was just it was unnatural he was unnaturally smart. I always told him that they should have done an IQ test on him. 
I don't know how he figured this out. I don't know how he figured that out and got down the stairs. So he got down the stairs. I'm like, what the fuck? So <laughs> I, I was like, he might just want attention. So I gave him attention. I let him like stay out with me for a little bit while I was finished eating. I was like, all right, your ass got to go to bed. So put him back in the bed. He acted like he fell asleep. Uh, okay. Laying on a couch watching watching TV, playing on my phone. I like nodded off for like uh, not even like ten minutes, and I look up and he's fucking staring at me. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just walks past me. And goes in the kitchen and starts, like, pulling out pots. Because he used to love, love, like, like playing with the pots. And, and thought he was about to start playing pots and pans. It's like, midnight. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, he put, so, I was like, he's not going to fall asleep. So, they, I went to go grab a pack and play. The I forgot where I went to go. I'll go downstairs get the pack and play, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with this. I went grabbed his blankets, put grab like grab his baby blanket and like a couple other of his stuff. Put him in a pack and play right by me. I was like, you know what? Since you're not gonna go anywhere, you're not gonna say like, since you want to be by me or something. I'm gonna fucking just put your ass in here. So. I put him, so I put him in there, falls asleep, and I'm like, okay, fine. I was super tired, because I think I was, I had school, I, it was like a Friday, so I, like, at school, so I wanted to, like, get some sleep before, a little, little bit of sleep before I had to, like, go home, once my brother and, um, his fiance at the time got home, and I'm, like, not off for a little bit, I wake up, and he's just, like, staring at me and then I'm like what and then he's like figures out and I want and then he stares at me for a second and then unlatches the side and I'm like if I could throw you down the street right now (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't stand him I was so fucking pissed, and then got home. I was like, "You need to get your child." And then he's just—he always did weird shit like that. And it was another time. I'm almost done. So, long story short, so my brother and I were watching like a Cavs game. It's like my brother and I—I think Lefty went to go went to go to the store to um get. I think she was like getting beer or liquor or something because we were gonna drink. And he was like. He comes. He comes up from the basement because all because the boys were downstairs playing down the basement playing because that was basically their playroom, and he comes up. Well, no, he was the only one down there. His um the twins were outside with their their friends that were like lived in the neighborhood. Everybody was out in our yard and um their yard and neighbor's yard. He comes upstairs. He's three maybe. It's like three. He's three at this time. He's three, a little bit closer to four. But he's three. <laughs> so he comes upstairs, looks at us, and he's like, hey, I'm done playing downstairs. He's like, I don't want to play down there no more. 
I'm gonna go outside uh, with them, okay? And then walks outside. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, I just looked at him, and I, me and my brother look at each other. I'm like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> like, he is the freak, and then, you know, like, and I, I hate I hate old people. And my mom's like, well, you know, he's been here before. I'm like, stop saying that. I mean, but he probably has been. I was like, he must have been very recently um, reincarnated because it's just too, he was just too much. It's too much. I will never forget that. And I was like, God, if I could throw this baby down the street, I swear to God, I would. Oh, my God. Jesus. No offense. If any of my family listens to this, everyone knows I'm joking. I, yeah, I'm a bitch. Everyone knows I'm a bitch in my family, but I do love you guys, but Jesus Christ, that was a nightmare. I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's why I don't be watching people's kids who are under a certain um age limit. Oh, God. <laughs> she is such a mess. Oh, uh, uh, but real, real quick, so this Russo jumping ship thing happened at, like, the midnight hour. They were, WWE is when they were coming back from that tour over in the UK where it was, like, the plane flight from hell and all that jazz was going on. So Russo and his little weasel boy, um, I can't remember his name. He's the one who did the really bad Jim Ross parody in WCW. I, I don't like that. Ed Ferrara. That's who I fucking hate him, too. And um, so they come back. But what they don't know about was that while they were doing their shit over in the UK, Russo was in talks with WCW. And he, he fucking milked them dry. He's like, well, Vince gives me this. Vince gives me this. Vince lets, pays me this. So pretty much WCW, who was about to, well, they die anyway, and a lot of people blame Russo on that too. But um, they basically gave Russo whatever he wanted. They gave him complete, total creative control. So after jumping ship from, so after coming back early from the UK tour, and forgive me if I'm wrong, because it's a lot of he said he said. They jumped on a plane, flew to flew to Georgia where WCW was. And they call and leave a voicemail on Vince McMahon's phone saying, I quit. I'm going to WCW. Oh, wow. So um, you don't pull shit like that on Vincent Kennedy McMahon? So we'll probably never see Vince Russo around the WWE ever again. Russo is a fucking, I'm sorry, Russo is a fucking cancer dude. Like, he is the reason TNA lost uh, lost the Spike TV deal. Because Spike TV wanted nothing to do with Russo. Because they he pissed, the, they need to do a whole episode of Russo. Because Russo pissed off the the people at Spike with WWE because he was trying to act like he was running the WWE and Spike Network and they're like nah you are not a part of our business get the fuck out so the only thing they had with Impact was do not and it was in the contract 
do not bring Vince Russo on. And what does that dumbass Dixie Carter do? She brought in Vince Russo. Spike said, nope, we're out, and dropped them. And that's why they – and they had been – and that's the time they brought in Russo. They brought in Hogan. They brought in Bischoff. And that's when – like, that's pretty much what tanked Impact at that time. Wow. And I'm like, you fucking ruined another company, you piece of shit. Like, and he's like, and I love how his thing is like, oh, I'm from New York. I'll fight anybody. And be like, motherfucker, you ain't nothing. One, uh, one shot and you'd be down on the fucking ground. And then I get arrested for beating up the elderly. Most people who say they, they can fight or that they, they want to fight really can't and don't. Mm-mm. So I wouldn't be too worried about Vince Russo. I think he's just really full of himself and a lot of people he's just one of those people who need to feel important so they say and do things that make them seem important but reality they're just a bootlicker and that's what they've always been that's what they always should be and he shouldn't have gotten no further than that fucking magazine like Bischoff we can sit here and you know we, we have issues with Bischoff but Bischoff was never like this. He never had that big of – from what I read, people were pretty cool with Bischoff, like 95% of the time. That's what I've heard. But, like, Russo wanted to be on TV. He wanted to, He became the fucking WCW t- champion. He wanted to be on TV. He wanted to be on storylines. And it's like, there's a reason why your ass wasn't on WWE. You're not good looking. Like, you're not no. Rest- like, you you're- can't wrestle. People just don't like him, and I really, I think with Russo, it's just he doesn't realize everything he touches turns to shit, but he thinks it's gold. And I'm like, nah, bruh, like, this is 100% dog shit. It's like two-day-old dog shit that got left out in the sun. Oh, God. It's, it's It's that type of shit. Oh, my God. That's how, I don't, I don't like. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, his Russo's always like, yeah, I'm from New York. I'm always in your face. I'm like, you're just a sad old man now. Shut the fuck up and eat your pudding. He was sad before he became an old man, so now he's just old and sad. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, There is one more thing on the docket here for us tonight. Um, Okay. You know what's, hold on, really, really quick, because this is just so funny. Um. So I'm I have G, um, the G1 Supercard from last year playing in a um, background for us like Ring of Honor the Ring of Honor um, New Japan show and I'm at the part where um, Enzo and Cass run in. And oh, because it's, it's like you can see like you know what's going on in the background and you can mildly see it but the camera's trying to like stay on the ring mm-hmm. as much as possible or stay in the middle of the ring so it's not like so much was going on but it's so funny because you see like them in a ring like looking <laughs> and they're trying not to like <laughs> be distracted by it <laughs> It's, no, it's so funny. Like, it's like, they're just looking, and then the uh, ref is looking, like, Red Shoes is, like, looking. It's just so funny. That is a whole mess. 
That was uh, back when Ring of Honor was actually popping and everybody was, at least they had a full crowd. Like, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel bad for the guys at Ring of Honor. I, I really do. True. We should probably talk about Revival before we go. Okay, um, yeah. Because we completely missed that. Well, that explains the Revival in WWE. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. I know, I know. But, <laughs> yep, so after 15 months and a bunch of stuff going down, the Revival was finally granted their release from WWE. Good for them. Is anyone saddened by this? Nope. No, I'm I'm not. So this is... I have very mixed feelings about the revival. Um, my first thing is, and this isn't necessarily their fault. It's fans' fault. Right. Um, when they were first asking for their release... Everyone was like, oh, yeah, good for them, good for them. And then this is, like, around the time where all the stuff with Sasha was going around, but her not being, like, happy. And then people believing that bullshit, crying on a floor story. You know what's really funny? I don't know if many people caught this. So, you know how Bailey posted a video with her, like, after, like, Mania? Well, after her match on Mania about her still with the title. Uh, and did you notice that she was literally rolling on the floor? Yes, I did catch yeah. that. And I was like, oh, so look at you, Bailey. And um, I don't think that's something Ryan Satin should ever live down. And he, I remember um, this one girl I follow, like, got into him a little bit. And he was like, well, I apologize and stuff like that. I was like, do you realize how much of a shit storm you already create you created for that woman? Right. For and both of them, honestly. I don't like how Fox got to him on WWE backstage. I, he should not be on there. Um Sean Ross Sapp should have been should have had that spot, to be uh-huh. completely honest. He's a lot more respectable. He's he's an actual he's honestly the only wrestling journalist that I consider a wrestling journalist because he doesn't just write actually him and that guy what's that guy Alex something oh I know who you're talking about yeah, I can't think him, right those now. are the only two those are the only two I consider <laughs> legit actual journalists because they don't just put bullshit out and if they put something they're not too sure about they're like this is a rumor this is just what I've been hearing I have not gotten confirmation, but this is what's been circulating. Like, they're very transparent about things that they're not, that they've been told that aren't 100%, but they don't do it maliciously. Or, like, this is what's just been floating around. They just put the rumor, put it out there and say, hey, this is a rumor, but this is out there. Do with it what you will, but it is a rumor. And then you have people, and then so that's why I don't feel bad when people get into writing satin about it because he deserves it because he Sasha already got gets a lot of grief regardless of how we feel about her character work people um, Sasha does not deserve half not even a fraction of the shit that she gets agreed it's it's disgusting um and that's just like it is is just terrible um so I don't like but to go to the revival um 
and also and then once um her chronicles released like you realize like she was actually like really going through like some very heavy um not so, like some very um heavy sort of like mental stuff yeah and that made me even more mad so he added to it yeah he oh my oh i i you know what i if that's someone that i'm surprised does, um has me blocked that's something cause i remember i even added him and i don't add people oh shit i added i him and Actually, no. Um, Sam Roberts. Those are only two people. I they pissed me off so bad. I, I actually added them. Mm-hmm. That's how mad sure. they made me. Cause I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you block me, cause you're just a piece of shit, anyways. Sam so Roberts. those are yeah. Those that's like the very. Those are two people that I know know that I've like been so angry at that I've been like, I'm gonna at you. I'm not gonna no. You're going to actually get this notification, cause I don't like you that much. Um, but yeah, it's just how people were like very simple, like very understanding and sympathetic towards the revivals or I don't, I think they're just going to be called FTR now, whatever they're, I'm just going to keep calling you uh, revival till I look on your Twitter and see what you're calling yourself. But I think it's just, uh, I think it's just FTR because that's what their store is on pro wrestling tees. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, they already got their pro wrestling t-shirt store. And, yeah, it was the same day. God damn, that was fast. Yeah, go for them shit. Um, yeah. Do what you gotta do. Make um, people. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was just, I just, and it's like you can be understanding for both. But my thing kind of was with the revival, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I feel like they would ask for, we would hear they would ask for a release, and then they would get they would get a belt and right. be okay for a little bit and then we wouldn't hear anything and then it was just like very back and forth and my thing is and it's like they were talking about well they want creative control back they want creative control i was like no offense but what more create they're doing the same shit pretty much no offense that they were kind of doing an nxt but people don't like to acknowledge that NXT is a niche audience. Right. And I say and I say this all the time when people, especially like shitty WWE fans and shitty AEW fans act like they're so different. I'm like, no, the same people who watch NXT and enjoy NXT are the same people who enjoy same crowd that enjoys AEW and watches AEW. So, I agree people need to need to realize that is the same is the same niche audience yeah, so right. that i never want to hear that is the same fucking type of people who enjoy watch this they worked well in nxt they did very good in nxt and i like them in nxt because it's a niche audience and they understand them they should have left them there that's what happened they never should have been brought up. If they if they let Gargano and Champa stay there, um, Undisputed Era is a little bit different because they needed they needed to do certain things with them as a faction and tell their story along more. So it's it's more feasible for them being there for the time that they've been there. But also, I don't think they they haven't been there as long as Gar, Gargano and Champa. No, they haven't. 
but their story, but they had to get more of their story told. So that was under there. That's understandable for them being there. But again, like I said, I think they're slowly phasing them out of NXT. They are. They are. They're slowly phasing them out. Which they um, should. It's time. Yeah. So I think once, and I, and Cole's the final chess piece. So I yeah. think once he is able to once he drops that as soon as he drops that title they're going somewhere yeah i think they should go to raw but that's this isn't the point so revival they fit nxt very well they never should have brought them up because vince never would have understood them and he did never understood them just like he never understood matt hardy's broken bullshit like he just doesn't he doesn't get it and vince would get it because if this is like 20 years ago because they're very reminiscent of like the Arn Andersons and like the um god old school tag yeah like the old like the old tag teams back in the day like the um uh basically like the Hart brothers like ev- like in that generation but he's just so like I don't know whatever Vince does he's like would not does not see that and mm-hmm. that's low-key Triple H's fault. And I don't know who I was talking to this before, but I don't think Triple H prepares them enough for when they no. go have to deal with Vince. I don't he think does. he prepares them. Well, Sasha, all. you remember I was telling y'all a while back that there was an article where Sasha was talking and she was like, the main roster is very, very different from being in NXT. They were in NXT, and they knew two months ahead what they were doing. So they had wiggle room. They go in the back for the main roster. They find their, they get their scripts that night, like an hour or maybe 20 minutes before they have to walk out to the curtain. They figure, okay, you have to work this in your promo. Go out there. That's it. They get no preparation. So they're not, they're not prepared for the main roster. Which explains why some people flop and some people flourish. Because they just they just don't understand that at the drop of a dime, Vince could change everything, which he's done multiple times. Yeah. Whole scripts have been scrapped in like an hour's time and changed because Vince didn't like the, the direction it was heading or the message it was sending. Yeah. So he would change it. Oh, like right then and there on the spot. And then all these guys have to try to relay these lines and these promos from this script 100%. And it's like, y'all have got to let these wrestlers do their thing, but you also have to stick to a plan and go with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, so I don't think they, he prepare. I think that needs, honestly, that needs to be an exiting class before I think once they, because I feel like they have to have some type of knowledge that, okay, they're probably going to get asked to get moved up soon. I feel like that needs to be a class. I don't know who will teach it. Let Road Dog do it. He do everything else at the performance center. That is true. Or uh, actually, honestly, because he's dealing with the, um, Vince, especially like storyline aspect and dealing with yeah. the bullshit with Vince. Yeah. yeah, should be Sean. And they need to do an exit class. This is probably what you're going to deal with. 
We yep. mentally prepare, and I think that's a huge issue because, and also, revival style is not going to translate to a large audience, and someone should have realized that. Right. If I if I knew that, and that's and that's what a lot of people who are like really big revival fans, like that's what they don't realize because they're also. And it's like, you realize that you're, like, not a normal wrestling fan. You're not a casual fan. So, of course you love them. Right. Yeah. So Their wrestling capability was good. Really, really good t- tag team. They have no charisma whatsoever. No. no. And it's not, and I'm not knocking, they're like, they're the best. I was like, I know that. I was like, I, Revival's one of the best tag teams I've seen in years. I will never, never, never take that away from them. They are fucking boring. Yes. I was like, they're in the, I was like, I have them and Will Ospreay in the same boat. I like looking at you wrestle. I don't, that's it. I don't want to hear you talk. As soon as, as soon as that bell dings, I'm done or a count out. I don't care. I don't want to see you no more. Done. (laughs) I just used to call them the Thickum Twins because they were... (laughs) They were very bottom heavy, and they still are. And yeah. I was like, wow, y'all got. <laughs> and it was funny. And you know what was really funny? And I kind of felt a little bad. I I forgot which one. I think it was um, I think it was Cash. They changed their names too. Um, like put out a retweet, and they're like, even if you told us that we were boring and we had no charisma and we sucked and we had dad bods. Um, he was like, he's like, thank you for, um, just thank you for watching. Cause you like helped, like, pers- helped me pursue my dreams. I was like, oh man, I got oh, boring all the time. That made me yeah. feel like shit. <laughs> it did. It made me feel like shit because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I at least said two of those things, <laughs> but and we said all of those like, things. I'm not knocking them, but I'm just being real. Like. And that's what a lot of people are like, oh, I'm a blah, blah. It's like, I'm not knocking their style, but there's just certain wrestlers I'm just, I'm not into. I'm just not into it. I'll watch you, but I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be a huge fan until you give me more from See, you. The thing, that, and that's another thing. Not everybody fits into the WWE universe. And, mm-hmm. I, and I feel like sometimes... They, I get it. I, I understand that when you're in WWE, you've made it. Like, that's that's at the top of your industry, you know? Like, that's like selling, you know, 50 million albums if you're an artist. That's like getting your Grammy if you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. But if your success is solely defined by WWE, then you are doing yourself a very big disservice. And you are also depriving fans who would actually appreciate your style of wrestling. You're depriving them of, of, of you and the talent that you have. Don't get me wrong. I have tore down the revival on many occasions. Mm-hmm. And if they ever come back to WWE, I'm going to do it again. Okay? So I'm just going to be honest and tell you the truth. I, I, I thought they were ungrateful. I really did. I, I kind of still feel that way because Nicole is right. Every time they threatened to leave, they were given the titles to stay. And then they would be happy for a couple months and they would walk around with the bouncing asses and the titles and they were just living their best life. 
And then all of a sudden they had to drop the titles and then they were bitching again. So in my mind, I'm like, you're only happy when you have those titles. Now let's just be realistic. Of all the tag teams who have come out of NXT, the Revival have had those tag team titles more than any of them. True. On both brands. Okay? And they were the first they were the first people to have the, the NXT, NXT titles, the SmackDown and the Raw. And they were very, they weren't even on the roster very long. Thank you. So when you think about the but time frame, the most ultimate and I think, no, the ultimate flex is the Viking Raiders. That's why I'm very upset that they're not doing anything with them. I think they're an amazing tag team. And if they left, that's solely fucking WWE's fault. I, I love Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. I like them too. so good. They are. They are the only team to be Ring of Honor, um, Ring of Honor tag champions. NXT tag champions, WWE tag champions, and IGW and IWGP tag team t- champions. Wow, wow. they done that? Yeah. Holy that's shit. very impressive. Now, so, that's a fucking flex. Yes. <laughs> when you think about all of that and you think about how short of a time they were able to achieve that. To me, it would stand the reason that you just don't, and in my mind, the way I rationalize it, it was like, you just don't like not being in the spotlight. So when you're not in the spotlight, you get in your feelings. You're pissed off. You want, you want, well, we want better storylines. We want better this. And it's like, dude, it's not your time. How long do you think you're supposed to be in the spotlight? Like, people can't stand you in the spotlight as it is. Having you hold those titles longer than a couple months to me is doing the titles a disservice when it comes to making a viable storyline with them. That pairing you up with the New Day work with the Usos and the pranking, I thought that was fucking hilarious. Okay? And I was like, the Revival are a heel tag team, and sometimes heel tag teams have to take a few licks. I'm sorry. You just do. That's part of the game. And if you think because you're a former champion that you don't have to do no more leg work, then bitch, you have lost your ever-loving mind. There are some things you have to do. You still have to put other teams over. You still have to work. And it just seemed like the Revival were just only content with being champions and being in major storylines. And then you want to come with the, we want to have creative control. And it's like, okay, what the fuck were you going to do that wasn't already done for you? I'm very confused. But I'm very curious to see what they were going to do that they can now do in AEW or NWA or wherever they go. I want to see what you're going to do because it will stand to reason that you guys basically had a very blue collar persona. It was very traditionalized style wrestling, which I'm not mad about. I didn't have an issue with your performance in the ring. And to be honest, when you won, when you would win and you would win clean, there was nothing that I could say other than y'all asses was too big. That was that was all I could go to. That was that was 
That was my genuine response. I was like, well, the Thickum Twins won again. I can't even... There's nothing I can say. What can I say to that? True. I, I just want... I want you guys to be fair. Because when the Usos have their downtime, which they did have it, when they had the titles and they had to drop it, they was out of sync for a long time in matches. And we're talking about the Usos, but when they still had the face paint and was still doing the haka when they would come out there. Mm-hmm. So they were out of sync for a long time. They were out of title contingency for a while. And it took them going to SmackDown, winning the titles, dropping them again, having a feud with American Ultra, and flipping to being heels to actually becoming the Usos that we see right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, everybody had a time, and it just seemed like the, the Revival didn't want to have that downtime. They didn't want to have that time where they were losing matches. They didn't want to have that time where they were being made fun of, because that same shit happened to the Usos, and the same shit was it's going to happen to New Day. It's happened to New Day. All the other tag teams, too. B-Team, all of them. They all had their time. The three-man band, I remember when three-man band was in play, and they, <laughs> they run around with air guitars and shit. Drew McIntyre hate that shit to this day. But he hates did, it. He did it because he got paid. Up, that literally keeps Drew McIntyre up at night. He hates. And I'm not even being hate. funny. It really did. He, he, he hated that it. That shit haunted his ass. Yes. But you guys know what's really sweet? Was it the other day they were doing a show with WWE and they brought in um, Heath Slater um, and he was because con- like him because of course him and Drew but they he was like Slater was like I'm so proud of you man I know you didn't like it but I'm just so proud of you look at you now you're WWE champion I'm so proud of you I'm like that's like some big brother love right there you know yeah like that I loved seeing that and Drew's just like okay man well it's your turn next and he's like I hope I hope <laughs> I mean I well just... I heard he's he's trying to campaign for him to get some type of run. Good. He's a U.S. champion. Rather him be. Let, well, Heath Slater really likes the Intercontinental Championship. Let him go to what? What brand is he even on? Is he, he on, on SmackDown. SmackDown? He's on he's SmackDown. Let him get the fucking IC title. Well, Sammy has really. It he really like ain't nobody doing nothing important with it. Who has it now? Sammy. No offense to people who are Sammy Zayn. I like him. Yeah, Harry Barstow got it. Oh my god. Y'all can say what he wants, but that's what he looked like. Period. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it was um but obviously revival are no more. I don't know if they're gonna be called FTR. They never I never really got any I'm trying to look on their What is that for really the quick. revival? Is that what FTR stands for? Well, there was like a joke between like the young bucks and like Kenny, like they like fuck the revival. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Fuck Another conversation we do that we had in the group chat before. Shut up, babe. That we had before was where would they go? And I know I just feel it that their asses are going to AEW. It wouldn't surprise 
surprise me if they showed up in AEW, but I think honestly, with the way that they wrestle, I think it would be better if they went to NWA. Because I really think, you know, the rough, tough, pound pound the ground kind of style they do would fit in with um, NWA just because they they focus on old school wrestling. It's nothing too flashy or or crazy, and I'm I think it would fit. They would fit in better there. But you know they're gonna go where people give them the most money. So I agree. Tony um, Tony Khan's gonna ask his dad for a raise in his allowance this oh, month. This month. Yeah. Well, dad, the nerve to talk about that, me because I said Sammy Davis like a bar of soap. My t- okay, this is my tidbit, and then I'm gonna actually make a con- contribution to this conversation about the revival. Yeah. Um, when people, I'm sick of people always wanting to say Tony Khan has more money than Vince McMahon, they're that worth. I was like, Tony Khan's father. Yeah. That's like you telling, that's like, um, uh, this might be a bad, I can't think of another millionaire. This is like someone saying Stephanie McMahon is richer than Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know how much he's worth. Say that they have, say that um, Vince had, has a higher net worth. He probably doesn't. Um, no, it's not Stephanie's money. It's her father's money. Yeah, right. she does have a high-ranking position, but that is her father's money because they are the one who did all the work to get it. Mm-hmm. He is working for his father who has the money. I hope everyone heard that clearly. <laughs> yeah, we worth $64.5 okay. That's a so, lot of money. Not only that, not only is it his father's money, people need to realize their money is also tied up with a full with a NFL team, a full fledged NFL team where they have to pay coaches, they have to pay players, they have to pay people who work, I don't know who all the fucking trainers and the other coaches and for uniforms and for traveling and for cheerleaders who basically make fucking $2 an hour, even though they're more valuable than actual Panthers because they fucking suck. Oh, shit. So that's where people need to start nipping that in a bud. A net worth doesn't mean they just have that money to just throw everywhere. That's just what they accumulated at that point in time that's what their combined assets is worth that doesn't mean they actually physically have that much money Mm -hmm. people need to also realize that say a person is that's like and i feel like that's so hard for people to understand like when they talk about like when um tlc like that whole thing like when tlc went bankrupt and people are like i don't understand how they went breakup they're, this is their net worth. They sold this million, and then they break all that stuff down. Mm-hmm. So Tony Khan's father, his father, is worth whatever, whatever fucking number you said. But, like I said, he has a full football team. 
and all of millions and millions of dollars that it goes into not only keeping the operation running, but playing, um, just keeping operation running in general, um, doing other stuff with it, um, buying 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 up shit to make merch and it's just so much money i don't think people realize how expensive it is to run a football team Mm -hmm. so i think people need to realize that because as soon as aew starts get hopefully this doesn't happen but if aew starts fucking up and losing um and just he's just it's just gonna get shut down because he is gonna cut his losses there than he is at a football at this football team that he's had for years and football's not gonna go nowhere wrestling isn't gonna go anywhere but it's more feasible for him to cut his loss and to make his fortune in the first place basically I agree being mm-hmm. 100% correct. So people, so people need to also realize that if shit starts go and unplug it, everybody go home, your last paycheck, you'll get your last paycheck on Friday. That's it. Literally. Mm-hmm. But um, to the revival, um, they should go to, I think they need to go on an indie, a very extensive indie circuit. Um, the Ascension is doing that right now, and they're they've been pretty good. I think that's very smart on their aspect, just to like build themselves back up again. And I think uh, Revival should do the same thing. Go on indie circuits for a while. Um, there's a lot of really great tag teams that they have bouts with in um, progress like do like in progress go to go hang out in Japan for a little bit um, go to like beyond rest um, beyond wrestling up in New York um, all sorts of all sorts of really cool stuff that they could be doing with a lot of really great tag teams that are in an indie scene and then be on NWA power and people are like well that's boring because they're like they're tailor made for NWA I said yeah that's why you should go there because I might actually like them a lot more as characters I want to like revival as characters because I want to because I, I want to like revival I do like them I don't hate them I want to be excited about them right so I want them to go somewhere where they can work on their if that's what they really wanted to do work on their character have more creative control okay go these places I don't want them at AEW because A it's too much mm-hmm. it's too fucking much they probably will they're going to end up going there eventually it's whatever yep. I don't want to see Revival in AEW till 21-22 oh shit I'd be shocked if they wait that long. I think they'd be dead they by then. They should. Well, damn. 21, <laughs> 22. We got like a 
a whole fucking bunch of numbers to go through first. She's <laughs> saying they're going to be dead by then. Lord have mercy. Oh, don't kill the company already. <laughs> <laughs> She's shutting down. She's trying to close the doors already. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't, I think they need to go in the Indies. I think Ascension had the right idea. I, I need to check on a couple people. So their last couple matches were really good. I only saw like what, their first one when they went back to the Indies. I feel bad um, for Ascension. They were actually a decent tag team. They should have kept. Too. That, that was that was God. They could have done a, they could have done a lot with them too. WWE treats tag teams like fucking shit. Anyways, they put a lot of people like shit though. Fucking yeah, insanity. They fucking yeah. dropped the ball on. Oh, don't Sandy. even get me that. Sandy makes me up. Well, at least all three guys are still in the WWE. They're just not a team anymore. Yeah, but they had. We can. I'm. I'm running out of gas. But like one day we just need to do a show all about tag teams. I fucking loved Sanity. I loved their aesthetic. I loved their characters. I loved their theme music. I loved everything about them. And everyone's like, call up Sanity, call up Sanity. And then they called up Sanity, and the only one that's really left that, well, Eric Young's still there, but the only one they actually show on TV or do anything with is Nikki. Killian Dane was a big prominent piece in NXT, and then he just disappeared. Well, then he go to NXT UK. The other dude did. He's a part of Imperium. Okay. So that was just stupid then. <laughs> What's the point of it? I don't know. But I, I kind of felt like Insanity would have given New Day and the Usos and that whole dynamic between the two of them, they would have split that up real nicely. They gave them pretty much a one-match thing, and then they dropped it. They left it alone. Sanity came in and attacked the New Day, and I was like, okay, all shit. Shit about to hit the fan. Then all of a sudden, they were gone. Nobody's yeah. coming again. They were just sitting their asses in the back. And I was like, did y'all forget that y'all had a storyline set up with these motherfuckers? Did y'all, did y'all forget it? Like, what happened? Yeah. They just left it alone. So, I think WWE feels like they know best, and sometimes they need to let stuff play out. I could see if they had a couple of matches... Nobody was into it, and then they decided to scrap it, but they didn't even give it an opportunity. They didn't even try. Mm-mm. So, that's the only thing I hate. And I felt bad for Ascension because they were very good at NXT. They came up to the main roster, and they barely got any traction going on the main roster. The Vault Villains had more traction than they did, and even... <sighs> you know what? The Vault Villains get a, a bad rap. I really like them. I thought I that was like so unique too. and so different. They make me, that's another, we need to have an episode about tag teams because they make me very upset because I really like Vaudeville. They could have done some, they could have done some really cool shit with them. I was, I was a little taken aback by it. I was like, well, what happened? It's not even gotcha. What, what, what happened? Like he just disappeared and Aiden English was all on his lonesome. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I think, what the rumors is, but don't quote me because it's about three o'clock in the morning and I'm too lazy to look it up right now. <laughs> but um, apparently, Simon Gotch just 
had a really bad fucking attitude. And I think he he pissed the guys off in the back one too many times. Mm. And they're just like, because they kept they kept Aiden. Yeah. And uh, is he still doing commentary for NXT? Two oh five live. That dude needs to be a fucking manager, because when he ran with Rusev, that was the most over Rusev ever got. And that's he, facts. Yeah. He, he really likes commentary, though, apparently. Yeah, he does like doing it. He likes and it a lot. And he's good at it. He's yeah. very good at it. I think his natural ability is to talk. And you get health insurance. Hell yeah. What I was saying, though, was just like, Simon Gotch just pissed off like a couple. No, Aiden English needs to go back to being a manager. I know he likes working there, but he, he can do both. And, you know, I think he's very liked him working with Rusev because the minute they broke it up, I remember looking at my husband and going, there goes there goes Rusev's push. I kind of like the downfall, though. It was interesting. That one night in Milwaukee shit. That yeah. was funny. And then it was it good. I was like, Lana, what was you doing in Milwaukee, bitch? <laughs> what you doing? I liked it. It was trashy and funny. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you this episode. Ain't got no more. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, the topics, the laughter, the madness, all of it. Please make sure to follow us on our social medias. You know the drill. At D4TC underscore podcast is Instagram. And at Down for the Count 19 is our Twitter. So if you have a topic or you just want to shout us out, you can send us all that information to our Twitter or Instagram. Or you can be real cool and send us a voice message on Anchor. And we'll include that in our next episode. So with that being said, on behalf of my girls, Alexis and Nicole, I'll see you guys in our next episode. Bye.